welcome to a brand new season of NFL Only Better. I'm Kieran O'Connor, as always, joined by the wonderful John Balf and the so-so Mike Carlson. It's great to see you guys. Gentlemen, it's been a while. It's nice to be back in here with you again. Yeah, still, yeah well, still got okay. a creaky chair, John. Still got a creaky chair, I see. But okay, it's, it's just a podcast <laughs> people are actually listening to it. Took, took you about seven seconds to cut me to pieces. Been, it's going to be a long... That for the last six months. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's going to be a long season. <laughs> but uh, from here on the sewage coast, um, I just oh. want to say happy, happy summertime. Aloha. <laughs> now, it's been... Uh, yeah, so uh, I should point out very, very quickly to everyone that if you are listening to us, we are actually now this season going to be on YouTube. I have to remember to look at the camera every now and again because mine is up there. I'm going to move actually, that for next week's show. Don't worry. You'll get, you'll get more hits <laughs> if you don't. Um, I'm a very, very attractive person. Ask anyone, especially my mother. Um, so that sounded odd. Uh, we are on YouTube. So if you're listening to us uh, through the usual ways, you can also listen to us through a tab in work or, or whatever way you listen uh, to items on YouTube that gets you through the day. Uh, what, we're going to be here every single Wednesday, as always, to look through the uh, season's games. We're going to do a slight bit different this year. So I've spoken to the gentleman about which we concentrate a little bit more on the red zone games and the guys will get to pick out their their more uh, popular games. And that's from listening to you guys. You're, you're involved in this show. You know, contact us through Twitter or, or whatever means possible. And one of the big feedbacks, the feedbacks, feedback that we had last year was, uh, obviously, sometimes we did the show and we didn't quite know exactly what would be the live game on the box, which then meant that at the last minute we had to kind of give an opinion on it, which wasn't a strong opinion. So we're going to let uh, sort of Red Zone be the more uh, games that we focus on with the guys picking out their real, where they want to see and where, where the bets are. So we're going to try and find the value as opposed to making Skype. Yeah, so, you know, go to hell, Sky. Not really. <laughs> I think they're business daddies of ours. Ah, so I, yes. I, I can't really, I can't really say yeah. that. Um, so, yeah. gentlemen, how have you found Mike? I'll start with you. Uh, before we go into the betting um, for everything, this off season's been obviously dominated by a couple of issues: uh, Tom Brady retirement, out of retirement, then Tom Brady taking a little bit of sabbatical. The uh, everything absolutely rosy in the Cleveland Browns. They're doing absolutely, you know, they're just running yeah. like a proper organization. Nothing John's going saying, on there at all. Leave that one to John. Mike, what's caught your eye uh, during the off season? Something that you've saw, thought is worth mentioning? Yeah, the the interesting thing to me is that every year it seems to me that you have fewer and fewer outstanding teams, uh, and the and the player movement this year almost seemed with a couple of exceptions, but it almost seemed that the, the, the top teams from last year were, were weakened by player movement and then scrambling to, um, to catch up and, and to rebuild and, and where the, you know, where the uh, big name players went were to teams that, that look to be getting themselves over the top. But I think it makes, it makes picking a bit difficult this year because, well, we obviously every year you have to wait to see how things pan out. But but this year you've got a couple of divisions which are very, very balanced and at set at different levels. So you've got all the quarterbacks going into the AFC West. Uh, you've got the AFC North, which is uh, in some ways a mess with, with the teams, but also is very, very balanced, you know, where, where you literally have four teams. And when you look at the bookies and the over under win totals, that's what they're telling you. You know, you, you've got four teams that, that could win in those divisions. And you've got a couple of divisions that frankly are pretty pathetic, including mm-hmm. the, and the NFC um, East, no offense, Kieran, but you know, that's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> I that. Uh, the Super Bowl outright betting. We'll have to come back to that one. Buffalo Bills six to one. The Tampa Bay Bucks seven to one. Kansas City Chiefs nine to one. The Rams are tens. Packers are tens. Chargers are fourteens. Forty Niners are fourteens. Broncos sixteens. Uh, Ravens Cowboys eighteens and it's twenties bar. So by uh, or John, I should say really. Uh, Bills six six to one favorites. Tampa seven to one. Kansas all the way down at nine and it's double figure prices the rest. So it shows just how wide open it is, but uh, it's wide open. But what during the off season has caught your eye. And I think we know where we're going to go with this, but anyway. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been a few things we'll get to, we'll get to my Cleveland Browns in a moment, I suppose. But the, I think, I suppose Mike touched on it there a little bit. What's really stood out to me is that how, at least on paper, how dominant the AFC seems to be over the NFC at the moment. Like there's a good handful of teams in the AFC that you can look at as potential 
you know, conference winners or even Super Bowl winners at this stage. But that number on the other side of the bracket in the NFC is significantly smaller. There's probably only three or four realistic teams who can who can really make the Super Bowl. And I, I know we'll, we'll get to that throughout the course of the show. Um, but yeah, I think there has been, particularly as Mike was saying, in the in the AFC West, that no other division, I suppose, in the NFL has, and no pun intended here, but it's been shown up to be a sort of an arms race about you have to have in the, in the AFC, you have to have, a well above average quarterback to compete. And um, that's that kind of in turn led to, you know, players like Deshaun Watson being sought after by, by the Browns. And let's be honest, a host of other teams as well. There was Atlanta and New Orleans and Carolina. Carolina. We're looking at them as well. And if you're to believe the um, the discussions online or the, or the reports and the rumors, there was a good, you know, 13 to 15 NFL teams that were seriously considering making a move for Watson. In the end, it was only four teams who, who at least that we know of, that pr- kind of progressed their interest. But, you know, it just goes to show, particularly with Cleveland, how how ruthless this business can be at times, because, you know, Watson brings with him obvious baggage. I mean, everyone, we don't need to get too deep into that. Everybody knows what he's accused of or what he's done or what he's settled in, in, in civil cases at this stage. But it just, you know, you put that to the side, it's 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 difficult to to equate with a fan, you know, to, to make this sort of move for a player like Deshaun Watson. Um, but at the same time, you know, come early December, you'll have to imagine those same fans will be cheering when he, he goes there and makes his debut for them against his old team. The Houston John, Texans. John, they're cheering now. Let's let's be honest. Well, yeah, a lot of them they, are, they, but a lot. I mean, it's it's been a very divisive move within the fan base for sure. Just from the from the from the stuff I've read and the the fan forums, it's like I've seen I've seen both sides of the spectrum. You know, at, at this point as well, and it's going to take honestly. I think it will take a lot of a bit of time for fans to digest it. But like anything else. You know, come, when he starts winning, it, this is a what have you done for me lately league. And once he starts throwing those touchdowns, it's not like fans aren't going to celebrate. Uh, but yeah. whether or not a little bit of the enjoyment has just been eroded remains to be seen. I think that might be the case. Yeah. I, I wrote about this. Let, let's just get it out of the way so we don't have to talk about it, you know, when we're doing the teams. I, I wrote about it last week in my, my Patreon column. And it always seemed to me that the league wanting the full year suspension and and Sue Robinson giving him the six games because precedent is so so ridiculous in in the NFL um, that there was going to be a compromise you know, somewhere along the line. It had to be double figures, um, I think, just to say, look, we've given him this, and a stiff fine was you know there was no fine originally, so that was literally a compromise, and it was designed to be a compromise. I think everybody from the start, the last thing that the league wants is another lawsuit and you can't win a lawsuit because the way the play, the um, collective bargaining agreement is set up, uh, the commissioner can basically do what he wants in the end, which is exactly kind of what, what happens. And I also have a problem with the NFL having to be a parallel and second, second call court of justice because people quite rightly don't think that Deshaun Watson got the legal system let them down in terms of Deshaun Watson, the four criminal cases um, in Houston, which I think were badly handled. Um, now you can argue that 23 of the 24 settlements is a form of justice for those women. And, and you know, and at least they get, at least there's something involved there, but I still have this problem of the NFL having to be um, the court of, of public opinion court um, and, you know, and Roger Goodell being judge Judy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, look. Let's slightly move on. I, I, here's what I, I, I how we'll sort of tie a bow on it. Sometimes John says when he's on one of his rants. Um, <laughs> do we think in the long run, Deshaun Watson will be a success at Cleveland? And in a eighteen months, two years, will the organization be happy that they brought him in? To be a success at, with what they've leveraged into this, it's Super Bowl or nothing for the Cleveland Browns under Deshaun Watson. There's no, I don't think there's any other measurable that would say, like, you can talk about getting to the conference championship and losing and things like that. But, you know, that would, I, th- I still think that would have been achievable, maybe not under Baker Mayfield, but it doesn't have to be Deshaun Watson that could get them there. You see, like, Jimmy Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl and he's, I mean, he's more talented than Baker, but not by a huge deal. And Deshaun Watson is significantly more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo. So, I, I mean, it's just the, 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 the brands are trying to, they put themselves into a position where they feel, they have sort of mortgaged their future to an extent 
but they feel like they're going to going to get something back from it with the amount of you know with the picks they paid for him and also the moral questions that have come out of it and the ethics and everything that's associated with the deal and as well like the other thing i was just thinking about that with the watson thing is the offshoots as well like the aforementioned other teams that that you know pursued him in the trade market that ended up kicking Matt Ryan out of Atlanta. He was he was annoyed to the extent that he's now in Indianapolis, and they you know they have Mariota now, or you know it's the the the, the knock on from this has been quite significant. And I mean, time will tell if if you know the Haslam's and uh, they'll they'll look the, who are the owners of the brands. They will look like geniuses to a certain extent if the brands you know if Jacoby Brissett ties everything down and they come back and we make a big run at the Super Bowl this year. You know, at the end of the day, it's a result-oriented business, and they'll be like, "Well, look, we won a Super Bowl, or we got to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. or we got to a conference championship." They'll have something to point to. But if none of those things happen, this is a disastrous move. The day okay. Jimmy, ha- the day Jimmy Haslam looks like a genius is the day I retire. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the Cleveland Browns are currently twenty-five to one for the Super Bowl. Let's 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 leave that one there for now. Mm-hmm. I want to mention a couple of bets. Uh, winning conference. Both of you say the AFC is much. You know, much further ahead than the NFC. It's eight to eleven about the AFC winning the Super Bowl. The NFC is even money. So if you like odds on shots and you're willing to wait five months <laughs> for an eight to eleven <laughs> shot, I'm just letting you know it's there, people. Don't text in. Uh, winning division: AFC West ten to three, NFC West four to one, AFC East nine to two, NFC South five to one, AFC North eleven to two, and it's seven spar. And if you're asking me what the hell is all of that about, well, we are about to look into it. Um, we will start. Um, I guess it should be mentioned as well very quickly before we literally start. Uh, AFC Championship winner: the Bills ten to three, Kansas nine to two, and it's eight spar. NFC Championship winner. Tampa Bay Buccaneers three to one, Green Bay Packers nine to two. But we're going to start with the AFC, gentlemen, and we start with the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills are odds on to win the uh, division. No surprise there. Four to eleven, Miami Dolphins four to one. The Patriots below the Dolphins at five to one, and the New York Jets are seventeen to one. If you are <laughs> a Jets. fool. If you um, are insane, <laughs> Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, AFC East. Any, any of you see anything other than a, a pretty easy run for the Bills? Anyone? Uh, no, no. I, uh, the bill, the Bills are the Bills are a strong team. Um, you know, last year's Super Bowl could easily, very easily, have been the Bills and the 49ers. Um, you know, when when you look at it, at, at at how finely balanced those those two conference games were, they've improved. Um, you know, they made the big the big signing was Von Miller, obviously, but they get to me. What's bigger is they get Tre'Davious White back to a defense that's already really good at not giving up big plays. Um, they've strengthened themselves. Um, up front besides Miller, you know, guys like Tim Settle and Daquan Jones, who are, who are good kind of like inside, inside players, Elam in the draft. Um, what do they need? They needed a punter. <laughs> they got a race in the sixth round. And you know, that, that 80 yard kick was all over YouTube and in, in the right, exhibition yeah. games, I pay no attention, but, but the one, the one, the two guys who really interest me there that improve the team are, are Shaker, Khalil Shaker, um, who's a slot guy who in college he's dropped around five, mostly because he dropped a lot of balls. Um, if he doesn't drop a lot of balls, it solves one problem for them that Jameson Crowder may not solve. Um, but the other one is James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother, who looks really good so far. Now, let me, I, this whole show, let's preface with pay no attention to what the hell is going on in the exhibition games because they are <laughs> exhibition games. And if you want to analyze somebody, Pre-season, you have to... Mike. Yeah, yeah, crucial preseason games. Pre-season you, you you have to if you want to analyze somebody, you have to stop the tape and you got to look and see who's on the defense now. Are these yeah. are these guys who are going to be playing in the U in the USFL um, ne- next season or or whatever you know? So so take everything with a huge grain of salt. Okay, John, uh, you get the AFC North: Baltimore Ravens eleven to eight, Cincinnati Bengals thirteen to eight, Cleveland Browns. Oh, I wonder if you're not know about them seven to two, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are seven to seventeen to two. Excuse me. Uh, Ravens 11 uh, We did this last year People may remember We ran through Every single division And the only one That we got wrong Was the AFC North If you It was the only one Really? What do you remember it What was, we said? Yeah. Do we, did I just go for the Browns To win? No we went for the Baltimore Ravens To win and <laughs> Well I mean How do you that, that is fairly That's a fair point Because nobody saw What the Bengals Were going to do Nobody saw yeah. well, And nobody saw The injuries The, the Ravens had the uh, yeah. According to the Football Absolutely. Outsiders guy, it was the worst injury season since 2001 for any single team. 
It couldn't have happened to a nicer bunch of lads. <laughs> but, uh, this is the guy cheering on to Sean Watson. Also. The, the AFC North. Um, what I would say about that is it's usually one of the strongest divisions in the NFL, or at least it has been for the last two or three seasons. Uh, but it's looking a, a little bit weaker this year, in my opinion, at least. Anyway, um, Bengals, I don't believe... You know, they still have, they're a good team and they've improved. They've definitely bolstered the offensive line, which is, you know, going to probably extend or at least rule out Joe Burrow just getting assaulted by the opposition defensive fronts like he was even last season in the Super Bowl run. But I think, I don't know if they're going to be quite as potent in offense. You know, I don't know if that Burrow and Jamar Chase thing will you know do the do what it did last season once again you know defenses learn how to how to cope with that and how to deal with those situations um the ravens yeah they should be a lot better uh for sure and i think that they're probably the favorites at the moment to win the afc north but at the same time i still think now this is this is just this might be a controversial opinion and it might be just to myself as well but i think i'm still i think lamar jackson might be a little bit on the downfall i'm not sure he can sustain his level of play and he was injured for a a decent proportion of last season as well i just think i don't know if he's the mvp style player that he was in i think what 2019 uh elsewhere in the division brands we've discussed them i I won't labor on that too much it really really depends how jacoby Brissett can hold the hold down the fort until the start of december but you know, other than that, other than the quarterback situation, they do have a very good roster, particularly the defense. I think the defense can, you know, really be a top five unit in the NFL this year. But I think um, the only one I'd be relatively confident in predicting is that the Steelers will probably be the worst team in the division. Uh, it's their first year without Big Ben. And uh, I, I know the I know the coach is, you know, he's got a winning record dating back for 15 years or whatever it is. But I think this might be the year where, where that, you know, doesn't become true. You don't like the pick boys? <laughs> well, Kenny Pickett you know, and George Pickens? Yeah, true. <laughs> that, that is the it's going to be a thing this season, isn't it? It's going to be Trubisky in there, at least for the beginning of the year. So, I mean, we'll see what that looks like in actuality. But I think this is this is a team that was even struggling towards the end of Big Ben. And I know he was depreciating, but I'm not sure Mary, or I'm not sure Trubisky is an upgrade, even on a depreciating uh, or a regressing. Uh, Roethlisberger. So we'll see what happens there, but I think Ravens to win it is the is the smart bet in, in the AFC North. Okay. Yeah, I've got I've got your Browns probably five and six after eleven. I think they'd probably take that as well. And yeah, um, and that's that's with giving Jacoby. You know, I like Jacoby Brissett, but he's a limited he's a limited yeah. quarterback, and um, that's giving him like the benefit of the doubt in, in a lot of cases. I think that's a best case scenario for them. Uh, AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs seven to five, Los Angeles Chargers twelve to five, and the Broncos thirteen to five. The Raiders are six to one. Mike, it's competitive. KC seven to five. Uh, but anyone looking at Broncos there with their with Russell? Well, to, kind to of be no, to be honest, <laughs> no, no. no. Okay. I mean that that, that <laughs> is it. And and the Broncos were supposed to be a you know a, a really strong roster that only needed a good quarterback to push that's, them over. That's, that's over what the I've top. heard for quite a bit. Why? Yeah, yeah, that's why I. Yeah. Um, so I think that that that's an interesting point, but I don't necessarily disagree with it. Um, I'm, I'm not convinced by the rate by the Raiders' defense, perhaps. But if they put it together, they've got they've got a powerful, potentially powerful offense. Um, you know that that could really work well. And I would I would put them as kind of like the dark the dark horse, the Chargers. On paper, you think maybe, yeah, but uh, you know, when you get down to reality, you look in the Chargers, and there's still hole, there's still holes there. Um, much as I love Justin Abair, um, you know, who's who's really good. Um, We're going to ban that this year. And, um, but when you look at the Chiefs, which is obviously the thing you have to do first, uh, and which is why I've just done it last. Um, they've they've actually they've actually done an interesting job of recovering from letting the big stars go who wanted to go to the big money guys, Tyreek Hill, Taran Matthew um, in particular. In in some cases, like with Matthew, they're almost going to be replacing him with two guys. Um, mm. In, in Tyreek Hill's case, they're going to try to replace him with a couple of guys. Um, they drafted a kid called Sky Moore in the second round, who I think is going to be really good. Um as as a secondary receiver for them but you know one of the other guys juju or, or jjss or mvs marquez valdez scantlez um you know are going to have are going to have to come through for them and i think andy just does a pretty good job 
you know, draft wise of, of rebuilding and, and McDuffie, Carlaftis, Car for example, you know, low profile pass rusher, mm. kind of limited Trey Fredrickson type, maybe, you know, but he's going to fit in on, on this team. Um, and I, I just, there's a guy they picked in this. I love doing this because, you know, this, this is what I do writing my previews all summer, but there's a guy they picked in the seventh round called Nazi Johnson from Marshall. Who's a safety who's six foot two and ran a four, three, six, 40. And you say, well, why did he go in the seventh round? It's because he only weighs 185 pounds. <laughs> so, but that's what Ladarius Sneed was like coming out of college as a safety. Yeah, but he had only played safety as last year. I see, I see them taking this kid and making him into a cornerback. And, you know, in two years from now, he'll be playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, oh, where'd he come from? You know, and then four, four years from now, someone else will be signing him to a big money contract. I think okay. the danger with this division, just to touch on it very, very briefly, yeah, no, is, that's that, fine. is that, um, you know, because the quarterbacks in this division are all very strong, you can also, and they obviously they all have to play each other twice, you can see them alternating wins and losses quite a bit with each other. Um, so that could really, really change, depending on how they do when they're outside division games, how that could really change what we expect the, the standings to look like in that division. And just with the Chiefs, you know, I think, you know, Mahomes he struggled a bit last year and I think he came on a little bit towards the end of the year, but he was, you know, do you remember the start of the year? He was throwing like two or three interceptions per game and things like this. So it just didn't look right. And now he's going into a season and that whole, the sort of the mantra in that team seemed to be for a while, uh, sure, just throw it. Ty- Tyreek's out there somewhere, you know, that, that was the kind of the idea there. And now he's not out there anywhere. He's down in Miami and, you know, Travis Kelsey's turning 33 in a few weeks. So, I mean, I, they have to run out of steam eventually with what they've been doing, the sort of the powerhouse unit that they've been for the last four or five seasons. When, they, when, they're, when they're just still depending upon those same units to, to perform now, particularly with that Hill and like Mike was saying with that to Matthew, it's, I, can, I can just see that changing. I don't think this is going to be the Chiefs division. I think we might see, this might be controversial, I think we might see a duel kind of between the Chargers and the Raiders to, to finish on top here. Woohoo! Okay, well, lads, you got to give me a name. Who, who are you going for? Um, I'm going to go for the Chargers in this division. I still stay with the Chiefs. Cool. Uh, AFC South division winner, Indianapolis Colts, 8-11, to 11, people. Uh, Tennessee <laughs> Titans, 13-8. Jacksonville Jacks, 7-1. Houston, Texas, 20-1. Someone, Kane Falls, we say in Ireland, someone tell me why the Colts are odds-on to win anything. Because I don't understand why the Titans are undervalued. Um you know, in, in the division and, and Colts have a better quarterback than the Titans. No, they don't. Well, they do. Matt Ryan's better than Matt the Ryan. Oh, Matt Ryan's probably, like probably, and, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the, I think the loss of Eberflus as defensive coordinator is going to hurt the Colts um, this, this season. And I don't know if Matt Ryan and the offense is going to make up for it. Fair. I will throw this out there right now that I would rather I'll catch have, it, baby. You troll. I would rather have Frank Reich without Doug Peterson. <laughs> as my coach than Doug Peterson without Frank Reich, <laughs> which is not good news for Jacksonville <laughs> by, by any means. But yeah, you know, this is one of those divisions where like John was saying, it's the inter inter division play that, you know, that always sorts this division out. It's always the last week for, I don't know, the last five, six seasons where somebody's going into Houston and they need to finish one game over 500 to take the division. And, and I think that's the way, the way it's going to be now. But, um, but I still, I still think assuming that Derek Henry is back, you know, to like 25 carries a game, if, if they need him to do that kind of form, um, I still, I still think the Titans. Um, even without AJ Brown, even without AJ Brown. Well, yeah. they see AJ. I love AJ Brown, but AJ Brown, they needed last year because they didn't have Henry. So he had, he had to step up and he did, which is, you know, which is all, all to his credit. I don't think Burks is going to be an instant replacement for him mm. um, by any means, but, but I, I just think they're solid enough. And so I, is the Titans, if the Titans winning the division is dependent upon Derek Henry being fit for the season. I think so. Yeah. So I don't, you, he, I don't he, see if, them doing much with, without him because yeah. they have to scramble without him, you know, and yeah. and that's where A.J. Brown will really hurt. Okay. Okay. Uh, John, you agree that they're the most likely winners, the Titans, or would you be back in the Colts? I, I think I, well, I think there's, you know, don't I think there's, I think there, I, I'd go with the Colts in this one. I know they're not the favorites, but I think that's, that's a value bet. Yeah. I think uh, there's a, there's value in the Colts there. Like, I think it's not I really, value. It's eight to 11. 
Well, compared to the Titans is what I'm talking about. But well, like, everything's what, a win. Everything, what yeah. are the What are the Titans? Just out of curiosity. Well, uh, I think they were gods or something. <laughs> well, remember no, the Titans. Sorry, I meant the, the Titans. Odds. What are the they're, odds? They're thirteen the to eight to win the to win the AFC. Thirteen team. to eight. Yeah. yeah For yeah. second feel, place um, team, stop. I said that. I can't believe it. you guys aren't listening. It's a podcast. How difficult it is to listen to two people. I mean, come on. We oh, only John and I only listen to each other. <laughs> I get that. I get that. But uh, a quick question for you guys: Jaguars or Texans for third place? <laughs> uh, this is like choosing between Liz Truss and Richie Sunak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, probably the Jags. Uh, let's move on to the NFC. We will concentrate on the AFC uh, winner with the NFC, and then we'll talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, um, and we go to the NFC East. Uh, America's team, everyone's favorite, Dallas Cowboys, 5-4. to four, The Philadelphia Eagles, 13-8. The Washington Commanders, 9-2. And the New York Giants are 13-2. to two. Uh, It's Cowboys-Eagles once again in what is... Um, well, quite notably for the last couple of years, a terrible division. Um, <laughs> but I suppose Dallas are kind of coming out of it okay recently, do we think? Um, no. No. I mean, no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they should be good. Like they should be. I think they're probably the favorites, although I'm I'm not discounting. I think the Eagles are kind of one of my darker horses for the for the NFC. I think they can potentially do good. I'll get to them in a second, I suppose. Um, Cowboys, as ever, depend upon how Dak Prescott is playing and whether he's fit and healthy. If he's if he's out and there, remembers the rules and remembers the rules, yeah, he's played a lot of his career lately at like seventy five percent fitness, and that just doesn't work so well. Um, and he might have a couple of problems this year. They've lost Amari Cooper to the Brands via trade, which you no, know, no I mean, I, I like Amari Cooper, but you know, he's. <laughs> He's 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 obviously replaceable, but not when you're you're yeah. Michael Gallup's missing the first five or six weeks of the season. So therefore, it's just CD Lamb and the um, Dalton Schultz, the the tight end. You'd imagine got a great the, running game, Cowboys. Though they got uh, you know a two pronged attack. Fair enough, but yeah, Ezekiel's been a little underperforming as well. And as you know, listen, I, I'm just kind of I'm playing devil's advocate here. I expect the Cowboys to be to be you know probably the best team in what is relatively a weak division. But you know, there's question marks as well. A lot of their play last year, and they weren't even outstanding last year, but a lot of their defensive play was based upon Trayvon Diggs intercepting every other pass that went his way, and you can't expect him to keep that up for another season. So I yeah. think I, I put them as favorites, but I think there's question marks. Yeah, I think there's huge question marks. Even Diggs, you know, who gave up a lot of big plays as well as making a lot mm-hmm. of flashy interceptions. I, I I don't have a whole lot of faith in, in Jalen Hurts to carry. Um, but if you're if you're non-quarterback centric, the Eagles, I think, are a stronger team, you know, and, and a better looking team um on both sides of the ball, especially the offensive line, which yeah. which really which really impresses me. And this is kind of like a reflection of the AFC South. You know, you've got two teams who will probably battle for the the championship without being uh, without either being dominant within the division, within the conference, um, and then two teams that are gonna fight each other for for the wooden spoon, um, you know, the wash, I think Washington is going to decline under Carson Wentz. Um, and, you know, maybe Brian Dable gets the giants on the right step forward, which for them probably means five or six wins. Um, you know, anything more is, is kind of gravy, gravy this year, but you know, I, I if you, if there were a bet for like who, who's going to finish ahead, uh, giants or command commies as, as we call them. Don't think um, they're going to like being called that. No, well, good. <laughs> Tough break. Um, I liked WTF actually, yeah, 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 <laughs> but um, but anyway, yeah, I, I would take the Giants over the over the commies for uh, third place. Okay, uh, this one should be pretty quick. The NFC North: Green Bay Packers four to seven, Vikings twenty three to ten, seventeen to two. The Detroit Lions and the Bears are ten to one. We actually have a few Bears listeners. Uh, but we're not going to talk about them, so uh, <laughs> keep listening. Um, but I, I mean, it's the Packers, really, isn't it? Until until the the uh, immunized uh, Shogun disappears off into the sunset, the Packers are always going to be uh, really just weighing above everyone, right? Yeah, you'd think so. The Ivermectin Express. Yeah, like the, you know, the, I mean, he seems an odd character, let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers is a great player. He's a wonderful quarterback, but he's, you know, he's quirky. Bit of an apple. Bit of an apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's lost to, I mean, it will remain to be seen how and what their offense looks like without Devontae Adams, because, you know, as we all know, Rodgers was thrown to him every second pass, basically. There was, they, they, and, and it worked as well. They had such a great link. Um, but as long as Aaron Rodgers is throwing a football, I mean, I don't think you can rule out a Super Bowl run from this team. And they just had, they've a great defense as well. 
Um, but again, I think the, the big question mark is who is the primary receiver in that team? Um, but I, I, I'd have faith that Aaron Rodgers can find him, whoever, whoever that is, whoever he develops a little bit of chemistry with. Actually, when we talked about the stories of the offseason, I, I should have gone with Aaron Rodgers uh, saying that he was drinking ayahuasca uh, tea mm-hmm. um, and it had, you know, tuned him in with the universe and, and made him, you know, be able to show his teammates how to, you know, proceed toward more love. Nobody in football history has ever hung more teammates out to dry. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they yeah. run the wrong pattern or drop a pass or whatever than than Aaron Rodgers and you know and this is this is going to be the case you know um, all these young guys are going to be be coming along and uh, the first time they drop a pass and Rodgers kind of goes you know oh my god mm. um, for the TV cameras you know they're gonna they're gonna be afraid the next time uh, the ball the ball's thrown their way so that that to me is the big is the big worry with the team I think. Um, as 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 John said, they're 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 a loaded team in this division. Minnesota's kind of a dark horse, but nobody really knows what's going to happen with Kevin O'Connell. But you know, if um, Kirk Cousins is good enough to take this team into the playoffs, um, yeah, if you can if, keep Dalvin Cook healthy as well, that's yeah, a, that's Dalvin a big Cook weapon. stays healthy, and if the yeah. defense, you know, they're rebuilding a defense, uh, getting away from the Mike Zimmer. Um, the Mike Zimmer concept or system. Um, and that's going to be the real, the real key for them. Uh, the Lions actually, I think could be better. Um, and, and um, Jared Goff is, you know, in some ways is kind of like a worse version of Kirk Cousins, but, but <laughs> a guy who, if, if they run the offense correctly for him and protect him, which they can do because they also have a very good offensive line. Um, the Lions could shock, could shock a couple of people um, along the way uh, with Dan Campbell's Neanderthal version of football. Um, and the only thing in Chicago I've got to say is that they had a terrible coach called Matt and a bad GM called Ryan, and they replaced him with another coach called Matt and another GM called Ryan. <laughs> so they didn't have to change the door label. <laughs> uh, the uh, NFC West, uh, Los Angeles Rams, 6-5, to five, San Francisco 49ers, 17-10. The Cardinals are 10-3, Seahawks are 13-1. to one. Um, Traditionally, this would be kind of a lot closer in the betting, to be honest, and, and you'd probably see a couple of these teams be flipped. But uh, it's the Rams out in front now, and it's the Seahawks down at the bottom. How do we see this one go, gents? Yeah, I think. Go ahead, John. Go, go okay. ahead, John. Beautiful I'll take this one. I'll take so this good. one. I haven't said you're good looking yet. Sorry, you both good. Well, Mike, not so much. But like John, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, I cleaned that. up for this. You That's did. Now sure. we're on YouTube. Everyone can see how good looking we are. <laughs> yeah. um, it's hard to look beyond the Rams here, isn't it? Uh, I think the 49ers and the Cardinals will—they're capable of making a push to win the division, but. I still think, even despite, you know, Kyler Murray and his monster deal that he just got, I still think there is a couple of question marks beyond, you know, that I have to have to see an answer to before I can kind of say that he's like an elite NFL quarterback. Um, he's like, he's very, very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not really slighting the guy. But if we're talking Super Bowl standard, uh, I still think there's some questions because Arizona have been a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team in the last last two seasons really they started off really really well and then it all fell apart down the stretch so i think they have to show and particularly Kyler murray has to show the leadership to maintain sort of a, a divisional run throughout the course of the season you know once you get it they just seem to really struggle when you get into the i don't know what it is is it is it winter coming they just don't like playing in cold games but it's <laughs> maybe it's, yeah like, i mean I, I don't imagine arizona gets terrifically cold during the winter but you know i guess where they're it depends by, by, the by, the, by the end of the season teams have cottoned on i mean not not that they haven't earlier but they i think they, they take more care in keeping murray in the pocket um mm-hmm. and and the the downside of his skill is that it you don't ex- if you don't execute the simple things, and I've been saying this ever since I don't know the Michael Vick days. If you don't execute the simple things well, eventually it comes back to kill you because you, you know, even the greatest individual skill player, as Vick was, you know, and, and as Murray is, can't bail you out all the time. Um, as Seattle discovered with Russell Wilson. Um, That's how I feel about Lamar Jackson a little bit. As well. Lamar's a little bit different case because they've designed the offense around him. And it's a run, you know, it's, it's in fact the same offense more or less that they ran that Roman ran in San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick, you know, and and it it does have its limitations because unless, unless Jackson can, throw from the pocket and, and make those first downs consistently, they're always going to have a problem. I, 
if if Jimmy G were quarterbacking San Francisco, I would make them favorites in this division. I keep going back to to the NFC Championship game, and if Jaquiski Tart, who's no longer with the Niners, doesn't drop that interception from Matt Stafford, where Stafford threw it to him with no receiver within twenty yards of him, and he dropped it, uh, San Francisco's in the in the Super Bowl. Now, I like Trey Lance. Um, we have no way of knowing how ready Trey Lance is because, you know, what we saw last year, he definitely wasn't ready. Um, he, he was a freshman at North Dakota State when his film was so great. Um, so I think he could, they could adjust, you know, and and come in ahead of the Rams. Um, I, I think if Jimmy G were healthy and their quarterback, they probably they probably would. Um, and to me now, the interesting thing is what they do with Garoppolo, because if they don't do anything by the sep- beginning of September and then they have to cut him rather than pay 24 million for a backup quarterback who doesn't want to be there. Seattle, to me, would be his most likely landing spot. You know, they need to trade him if only to keep him out of Seattle so they don't have to see him twice a year. Um, you know, and and um, if Seattle had Jimmy G, I think Seattle would be a much better team, although not I, I don't think that would put them into a playoff kind of contention spot this year. OK, NFC South is the last uh, team or last division that we will look at. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 3 to 10, the New Orleans Saints 11 to 4, the Panthers are 13 to 1, the Atlanta Falcons are 25 to 1. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, uh, have the masked singer winner of 2023, Tom Brady, as their quarterback. If rumors are to be believed. <laughs> I don't believe the rumors are correct. But no, no, <laughs> I, don't, you don't I don't think so. That. I don't think so. But that's where he's been. Yeah, uh, he, he is now back in training. I believe he reported. Uh, we're just recording as, this. just as Todd Bowles said he would be. <laughs> Not sure that's the thing. Uh, but yes, we're recording this on Tuesday, releasing it on Wednesday. So if you're listening to it after, but, but Brady's back. We actually we didn't have to do the whole. Where's Tom? Uh, but um, can anyone could, see beyond Tampa really at this stage? With, with we, Brady? We, nah, we could put nah. Kiefer Sutherland on the case. You know, he's got 24 hours to find Tom Brady and save his life. <laughs> he's being he's being held hostage by the Raiders. Um, I, I I think I don't see anybody in this division beating beating Tampa. Not the Baker Mayfield led Panthers. Uh, you know what? It's funny. I about a month ago, I was I was doing another podcast, and and I said you were doing what? Wait a second, Mike. And, excuse and, me. And I was saying, <laughs> well, they were going during the during the summer, you know. And I was saying that I had just done the preview, and and you know, and I thought the Panthers Wait, had the news. The Panthers had the um, enough roster talent to be dark horse contenders if. They had just picked up Baker, I think, if Baker, you know, could play. And then, I, again, don't take the exhibition games too seriously, but, boy, they look awful. <laughs> I'm now convinced that that rule is not going to be a good a good coach in the NFL. So I've, I've kind of written them all out of dark horse contention. Um, and I don't know how well the Saints adjust to losing Sean Payton down the line. I know everybody, you know, all the other people are now each has moved up one square Um but Allen's going to spend less. Dennis Allen's going to spend less time, probably on the defense. You would think, um, and that's not a good thing for them because the defense has actually been carrying them for the last couple of seasons. Um, even though you know uh, Drew Brees was there and whatever, I'm not. I'm not down on Jameis at all. I think Jameis can do really well, but I'm not that keen on Jameis with a rookie left tackle, who I'm not sure is going to you know keep that left side left side um protected well enough i like okay, him too, but, let's but go. not this year let's go for the big finish gentlemen uh afc championship winner buffalo bills 10 to 3 kansas city 92 the chargers 8 to 1 the broncos are 8 to 1 and it is a nines bar uh who you got john baff win the afc uh i think it's i mean Buffalo Bills are I think they're the justified favorites uh but that's not really a very sexy pick I suppose um I depends think, on who's saying it mate yeah that's true it's true I think uh listen I think Buffalo Bills are the most likely but I wouldn't as much as I've, I've been I've spent I've talked about Lamar Jackson twice on this now but I still think the Ravens will be there or thereabouts so I think one of uh I'd say Buffalo but if you're looking for a slightly more value bet I'd say Baltimore Mike I'm going to say Kansas City just to be you love stubborn. It's going to be tough. I mean, but in a sense, I think going through that division will prepare them better for the playoffs. 
Um, whereas Buffalo, Buffalo in a sense can cruise um, through cruise is the wrong word because Miami and New England will, will not be easy outs, but they're outs. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just say Kansas City just to make it interesting. Just not to extend it uh, because you gave a short answer, which is rare, but um, one thing with that is yeah, yeah, that's, that's another burn. Uh, one thing that with that is if you're Buffalo Bills, are you not saying at the start of the season we need to have home field advantage all the way because if we go if you go to Arrowhead in you know, January, you know, historically, that's a very, very difficult place to go. And we've seen what's happened. Mm. True. But well, this might, this could be, uh, this could be Josh Allen's MVP year. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of things we have to, we have to find out in the next couple of months. Um, Buffalo but, in January is no picnic either. The The only problem with Buffalo in January is you get what happened with New England in December last year. Was it, you know, when they played in the snowstorm and, and uh, yeah. the Pats just ran the ball and, and that, and that won the game. Yeah. That was a bizarre game. Uh, NFC Championship winner Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three to one. The Green Bay Packers are nine to two. The LA Rams are nine to two. The 49ers are fifty to two. And Dallas have to say Dallas Cowboys are eight to one. Um, and it is fourteen bar. Wow, I didn't see that jump from. I don't know why Dallas are eight to one. I'm going to talk to the traders about that. That must be, <laughs> that seems to be incorrect. Um, yeah. Do you get paid today so, so you can go down and put all your money on the eight to one? But uh, yeah, the books uh, three to one. Uh, Green Bay Packers nine to two. Rams nine to two. Any like? Do we see it again? I know John, you went for the Packers last year. A reminder to win the Super Bowl. Mike, you went mm-hmm. for Kansas to win the Super Bowl, but. Uh, Tampa, I mean, the thing about Tampa being 3 to 1, do we not feel that, you know, if anything, I mean, he's saying every year, if anything happens to Brady, it's game over in Tampa, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was that famous line from Tom Moore, who was the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis. Um, and I think he said it to Peter King, who was then at Sports Illustrated. Um, and they're watching practice. And he, he says, I, you know, your backup quarterback doesn't get any reps, you know what's wrong you know why not and he says um because what was if 12 what what was manning's number um i can't even remember now peyton man anyway if peyton manning gets hurt we're effed and we don't practice for effed mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well we've seen it before uh, the year um the raiders got to the super bowl or sorry the raiders got to the playoffs for the first time in like 30 years um with Derek Carr as their QB, and obviously he got injured in the like the latter stages of uh, the regular season, and they went to the playoffs and they got annihilated. I mean, it's if if, if I mean you can say the same about Green Most Bay. Teams, to be honest, yeah. well, yeah. you can definitely say the same about Green Bay that if Aaron Rodgers gets taken out, like you're backing Aaron Rodgers, so you're basically backing Tom Brady three to one. You're backing Aaron Rodgers at nine to two. Who's basically, a more yeah. who's a more complete team is what you should be looking at. Then I suppose if you want to have a dark horse kind of thing, and we'll get to that, but. Uh, in fact, we'll get to the dark horses, but give me your your NFC winner, guys. Who you got? John Balf, 30 seconds or less. Uh, uh, it's uh, Honestly, I've got, I've got my notes written down here. It's one of those two teams. Uh, it's probably not very controversial. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my guns. I'm going to go, or my guns from last year, I'm going to go Green Bay again. Um, and part of the, like, actually, Kieran, you've actually just kind of convinced me in your little speech there a minute ago. But this is the <laughs> first... I suppose we should keep with tradition in a way. It's we've not mentioned it now, and I, I, I mean, I think this is almost beyond mention at this stage. But like, we should say that Tom Brady's forty-five. You know, <laughs> we've and I, I know this is our, but this is what our fourth season preview that we've done, mm-hmm. and we've probably questioned Tom Brady's age in every single one. So just to keep up appearances, I'm just going to remind everybody that Tom Brady's forty-five, and hasn't like listen, and, and to make it more realistic has not trained, has not practiced, uh, has not been there for o- OTAs, or he's been absent for for some reason, be it the masked singer or not. Masked singer, he's been singing. Listen, and he's, he's the most, he's the most, ex- like, by default, the most experienced quarterback in the history of the NFL. So perhaps that doesn't affect him like it affects other players or it might potentially affect other players. But still, it's a 45-year-old man going into an NFL season with like a couple of training sessions. So we'll see what that looks like in actuality. But um, just, to, just to be decisive, I'm going to pick Green Bay Packers. And Jordan Love is going to lead them through the, the playoffs. <laughs> I love to see. I'll, I'll it. go with I'll go with Tampa. Just keep it easy. And I hate the mass singer stuff. You know, to me that like should jinx the team for the entire season. Um, we don't know if he actually did it. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he did. I think yeah, I, I, I think he was, he was just away. Holiday, by the way, yeah. yeah. You know what? I think he was Holiday in some mad scientist lab. 
you know, <laughs> somewhere somewhere down on the space coast, some U.S. facility where where they do prolonged life and cryogenics, and and they were replacing most of his moving parts with titan- titanium, <laughs> <laughs> experimenting with deflated buckles, uh, allegedly. Uh, Buffalo Bills are six to one to win the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are seven to one. The Kansas City Chiefs are nine to one. The L.A. Rams are ten to one. The Green Bay Packers are ten to one. And it's 14 spar. We started with reading out the uh, odds for the Super Bowl and we're, we're on the home stretch here now. Guys, give me two. So I want you uh, your first pick, which is your, you know, you kind of, I think these have the best, you know, chance to win the Super Bowl. And then I want a, a dark horse, someone who can make a run from the pack. Um, John Balf, I'll go to you first. And I know, John, that we spoke yesterday when we were planning the show uh, and you wanted to speak about MVP. Have you got no, a, I just, an I, MVP I mean... pick? I do, and I mean, I just thought it's—I uh, thought it was going to be Tom Brady. I think this might be Brady's farewell season, stroke MVP win, stroke losing in the conference championship game, potentially. Well, yeah, even though, I, I mean, even though I'm picking, yeah, yeah, like your MVP. I mean, the four, the four, fa- and Josh Allen's the favorite um, for MVP. Which, but you know, it's Allen, Brady, Mahomes, and Rodgers. The, they're I, like the the top four. I'll go on a limb here and I'll say it won't be Patrick Mahomes. That's what that's one thing I will I will predict. I don't think it's gonna be Patrick Mahomes this year, but okay. we'll see well, what happens. I'm gonna say Patrick Mahomes then. <laughs> <laughs> right. You've always been argumentative, Mike. That's true. <laughs> uh, I did I forgot actually, John, everything uh, you did mention the weather earlier on. Uh you, did I? I think yeah, you did. It says about Buffalo. So I just wanted everyone oh, who's great. doing the bingo at home about you know, <laughs> said something. You actually did mention the weather. Come on. Ah, that was yeah. Mike. Mike mentioned the snow game. Copyright infringement. John, John, John's got AccuWeather for thirty-three to one as the MVP. <laughs> uh, I accidentally just cracked my knuckles into the mic. Week. Apologies yeah. if anyone heard that. Um, so, okay, John, who you got for Super Bowl? Come on. Um, do, 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 uh, Super Bowl will be between the Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers, and Josh Allen will see Buffalo Bills home. Okay, Mike Carson, who you got for the Super Bowl? That one makes an awful lot of sense to me, but (laughs) so I'll say Kansas, Kansas City and Tampa, and this time Kansas City win because they put out two healthy tackles. Um, and Mahomes Mahomes has a decent has a decent game. There's an argument to put that the only reason that the KC are not in the Super Bowl is arrogance, didn't score in the second half. They went for a touchdown at the last plays of the first half without kicking a field goal. Uh there was definitely some arrogance in that side at the time. Uh, I'm going to go to the teams that are 14s and bigger. So that's uh, well, it's te- the Chargers are there, but try and ignore them for now if you can. Uh, so 49ers, Broncos, Ravens, Cowboys, Eagles, Colts, Bengals. Uh, I'll go to 25 to 1. So that's Titans, Cardinals, Browns. Any of those you think able to make a, a run that would let you be able to lay that off a little bit in time? I'll take Baltimore in the AFC and San Francisco in the NFC. Okay. And for John, me, any of those? I'll go. I don't know why you said don't mention the Chargers. The Chargers are my dark horse. <laughs> so for, for the... Uh, yeah, I think that's the, perfectly the AFC, legitimate. I think, I think they were good. They were a good dark horse. And in the other side of the bracket, um, now this will all depend upon Jalen Hurts, but I think the Eagles are very, very capable of um, of, of going far. Like if, if Jalen Hurts delivers on the potential that people say that he has and the, and the rumors that are coming out of camp there, I think that they could uh, they could make a run for sure. Interesting, interesting. Uh, okay, gentlemen, um, so uh, a little bit of tidy up from me. Uh, there will be a couple of specials uh, up on the Betfair Sportsbook in the coming days as we head up to the NFL season. Uh, they're, they're currently not there, so I can't really tell you about them. And no one's told me about them, but I am told that there will be some specials. <laughs> normally where I would do the that. The over-under on John mentioning the weather. We are, we're early. We can do a preview. What more do you want? What more do you want? And as always, check out the Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, there's uh, some nice uh, specials up there right now. Two pound free bet. We get pound worth of Akers or bet builders on football. There's extra places on the racing. Loads and loads of bet boosts. You know, it's just, there's loads of stuff there. But just right now, we're waiting to see how they're going to give us for the NFL. And a reminder, as always, please do gamble responsibly if you are uh, getting involved in any of those bets. And I'm sure a lot of you will be putting things into your division winners. I want to end with a uh, a little note as well that we will try and do a couple of player props this year. I know a lot of you have been in touch with us about doing them. Unfortunately, as we record, as I mentioned on Wednesday morning, it does mean that the they, they're not quite priced up, but I am going to talk to the traders and see what we can do in terms of getting the guys involved in that. Because according to analysts, guys, that's the future of betting is player props. Who knew? 
Um, and the other part of it that I want to mention is uh, total points. Uh, so, uh, Mike, I, I spoke to you about an article uh, before we came on as well that said that um, last season we kind of saw our return to defence as being on top where more games went under than over. Which guy away do you guys think that that will lean to? Will we see return to high scoring games or are we looking at lines being a little too high for week one? Week one, probably, probably not, because I think, again, the rules keep making it easier to pass and to score, you know, and the the main thing I look for in, in the exhibition games is, is what the referees are letting them get away with. And it seemed to me in the games I saw that, that receivers are really getting in a pretty much you know, carte blanche to, to get themselves free, to, to create separation with defensive backs who, in fairness, are hanging on to them, you know. And if that goes on, it's going to help offenses. Um, now, in week one, defenses are usually ahead of offenses. That's been sort of a consistent thing because offense depends on timing and practice. And one thing that the, the new last few years NFL preseasons don't allow is for a lot of that stuff, which is why so many teams are doing um, um, combined practices, you know, rather than concentrating on, on the exhibition game so that they can get that offensive timing down early. But defenses do tend to be ahead of offenses in the early weeks. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll be doing all of that every single Wednesday from here on in. It's a new season of NFL, only better. And boy, are we glad to be back. Uh, John, thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, Mike Carson, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. Did you enjoy it? It's great. Oh, yeah. yeah, first one since oh, good. April or something. Yeah, year, April. I feel yeah. this is where we start. You know, I was excited for the season, but as we were talking, I got to really be more and more excited for the season. It's 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 going to be a cracking season. And it's I wide no, open. I have no excitement for the, the yeah, season. I, and I miss Brian. you. It's been stripped away. Yeah. I miss you guys over the summer because I didn't get any chance to crow about Limerick winning the All Ireland. Yeah, no, you did, Mike. You, you like, texted like a hundred <laughs> times. I like to mute you. It's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> All right. Once again, a reminder to please do gamble responsibly. As I said, we're back every single Wednesday with NFL Only Better. Available from Spotify, Apple, absolutely everywhere you get your, your podcasts. And don't forget, we're live on YouTube as well. Uh, so you can watch us as well as listen. Every woman's dream. We'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening.